Welcome to the Lobot Lounge, the gathering place for the gentlemen nerds. The gentlemen nerds are three entertainment aficionados who know each other through various media endeavors, getting together to talk about all things nerdy, mostly in the vein of film, television, toys, and popular culture. Many topics are discussed, so please be warned, there are the potential for many spoilers. If you like what you hear, you can listen to past shows on iTunes or on our website, thegentlemannerds.com. And now, enjoy the show. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, the world has changed forever. We mourn the loss of our heroes, Iron Man, Captain America, The Vision, Black Widow. We are in a tumultuous time, ladies and gentlemen, and the MCU delivers a brand new episode in our Spider-Man story, Spider-Man Far From Home. Peter Parker has to step up after the loss of his mentor and his father figure, Iron Man, and face new threats in a world not quite the same. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to discuss Spider-Man Far From Home and the potential of the new direction of the MCU, the new phase of the MCU and what we can expect, what we think we can expect, what we'd like to see. Gathered here at the Lobot Lounge are Mark Finn. I am coming to you from the future, for that is where we will all one day be living. (laughs) Mark Criswell Finn. Also, Aaron D'Arrive. Imperious Rex. That's going to be important, folks. Pay attention. <laughs> and I'm Joseph Fotinos, your host, an emotional touchstone saying that Spider Man is the menace. No, he's not. He's great. I love Spider Man. <laughs> by the Welcome. way, can I just start by saying I love now. that they have brought back uh, J. Jonah James. Uh, 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 the actor's name has just fled my mind. Um, J.K. Simmons. Oh yes. my God! There can be no other J. That's Jonah. Right. There is no other J. That's Jonah. Right. That's right. And that's that's right. the first time in the history of what we're dealing with here in, in the MCU that we have the same actor playing the same role in completely different film company, you know, uh, motion picture. Although Sony was involved, obviously. In it was. Go, but I mean, still, to, to have that that crossover is oh, it's a nice touch. It's a oh, nice it's beautiful. Text. It's beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. And, and since I, that, you brought him up, really was the cherry on the. I love the fact that they made the Daily Bugle kind of an Infowars <laughs> fringy kind yes. of thing. Yeah, you know, it's, Breitbart. it's Breitbart now. Yeah, 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 yeah totally, totally. And, and that, Which, that by the way, if you played the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man PS4 game, uh, it is that's exactly what Jay Jonah is like. He's on the radio ranting and raving like yeah. Alex Jones. Well, uh, I have it, I have to tell you that that because of J.K. Simmons doing such a good job in those movies, there was no way he couldn't be Jay Jonah. <laughs> In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because it doesn't matter who you cast, it doesn't matter who you cast. They're always. It doesn't matter if the guy looks exactly like J.K. Simmons and is doing a J.K. Simmons impression. They're going to go, yeah, he he was good, but you know he he was no J.K. Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) And so you know this way, what happens is is you you immediately you don't have to do any work to sell him as a character. Yep. He he comes in fully formed and with all of the knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reestablish him, and and I'm and I'm terribly sorry that they couldn't make him a woman or uh you know some sort of inclusion diversity thing. Uh, but honestly, uh, there's just no other way to get. It would have it would have only been a disaster. Yes, yeah, I agree. Right. It, 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 you know, just you, you take the guy. He's he's he owns that part. He's been doing the voiceover work on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, ever since him, there hasn't been another. <laughs> so that's true. Uh, no, it, it, that that path of least resistance was genius. Absolutely. No, it was it was the cherry on top of the wonderful Sunday that was Far From Home. And uh, I just – I cheered. I actually cheered when he appeared on screen. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> this is just awesome. But uh, we, we, we couldn't be more ahead of ourselves if yes, we yes, tried. That's right. We did, <laughs> yes. we did jump the gun. Uh, yeah. fi- final – since we covered J. Jonah, we're going to jump back in time and – start with our our story but i do miss the flat top i will admit that uh okay so well we started mexico uh actually with uh, nick fury and uh, maria hill 
going in to investigate an unnatural storm, and they encounter what appears to be an Earth elemental, uh, a creature um, which, you know, frankly, modeled uh, uh, after the, um, uh, I guess, Sandman-looking thing. It was Earth and dirt, but, you know, I don't know what the... I, the elementals that appear in this film, ladies and gentlemen, are, are loosely, loosely, loosely inspired by Spider-Man comic book villains, Hydro-Man, Molten Man, Sandman, Cyclone. So, you know, they kind of they dipped in that pool. But anyway, uh, and and who shows up to, to, to help them fight this? But this amazing looking hero character, we don't know who he is yet. We all know who it is. Uh, you know, with purple cloak, cloak and gla- and uh, fishbowl on his head uh, to fight this creature and uh, introduces himself, a super powered man named Quentin Beck. Uh, well, that sort of shoots us into our story. And what I love about it, guys, and, and you could comment on this one here. I like the fact that they called it the blip, the eight eight months prior blip that happened. And and the high school news is covering this. Yeah. Yeah. That was my second favorite thing. They also called it the Peter Tingle. (laughs) Um, And so I I now will forever call Spidey Sense the Peter Tingle. Um, And I thought thought that was uh, brilliant. I I have a I have a personal problem with that um <laughs> personally but <laughs> but i did i did like that 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 epochal event was given this sort of catchy uh name this sort of cognomen that that you know uh this sort of shorthand because uh, i do think it it tends to um trivialize or sort of make normal the enormity of this event and um one of the one of the online complaints was that that this epic situation was not adequately addressed. And yeah. I, my, my response to that is, again, that's not the story that we're being told right now. You know, uh, the kids are really right. resilient. And so right. uh, the, the kids are going to comment on it, but they're, but they've got more immediate concerns because yeah. it, because it didn't affect them. Really. They blipped. It didn't affect them. Right. And right. so, uh, I think I think there are some really cool stories to be told about recovery groups and wives who are now dealing with the fact that they have two husbands, right? The right. one that the one that disappeared and the one that that uh, that they uh, remarried in their grief. Um, those aren't Marvel Cinematic Universe stories, really. Those are small character stories. Those are stories for the app. Those are stories for spinoff books. Those are stories for Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um, the the superhero movies can and should only cover the big stuff. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I was I love the way they did it. I thought it was a great explanation. It's a nice fleshing out of the world of, of mm-hmm. that we that we are dwelling in, and it makes it makes it real. It does ground it in a bit, you know. And and we see some some great character work with all these kids in the, in in the high school. And uh, help me out, uh, Mark. What's the name of Peter's high school? Oh, uh, the, um, yeah, I know what you're trying Mid- to it's not, Midtown? It's, Midtown it's, not, it's, it's not Midtown High anymore. It's, uh, but they, but yeah, it's that, uh, that, uh, Polytech school for yeah. gifted kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's great. And, and we, and I like the fact that Aunt May, which by the way, can we just get a round of applause for Marissa Tomei and her amazing rear? Because let's say <laughs> Aunt May, come on, Aunt May, I'm just like, heavens, to, you know? Let's. That's the hottest Aunt May ever. I mean, just right. you can't. I, my, my mind just kind of goes. I, I chuckle when I remember in the comic books it was always, "Oh, Aunt May in her heart. Oh, poor Aunt May. She'll die from the shock. Oh, I can't. Oh, I gotta protect Aunt May. You know. And this Aunt May rocks, man. She's like, <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, she's been getting. They noticed that she's been getting progressively younger, right? As each incarnation, <laughs> you know, it was it was first the wonderful actress, and again, I, I do not remember her name that played it in the Sam Raimi movies, who I adore. She's a fantastic Aunt May, uh, and then Sally Field in in the Garfield, and then, and then you know Marisa Tomei. It's like she just gets younger and younger with each incarnation, uh, but it works. I love I love the the you know how they're playing with with happy and her relationship and and what's going on there and and and, uh, and she and uh and she and um Peter have good chemistry as well. The Marissa yeah, Tomei and Tom Holland have, uh, yeah. uh, it really, it feels like a genuine relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, uh, and especially in the first movie, not so much in this, but, but also in this, uh, the, um, the idea that, that she's the cool aunt, right? Yeah. right. That, that's been her role as the cool aunt. And, yeah. and with the death of uncle Ben, she's now got to also be the disciplinarian. Right. And she, and she was never really that good at it. <laughs> right. right. It's so, very, it's a very different. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, no I, I think I think they've done they've done a, a great job. And I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, sort of just j- jump ahead here. But let me say that I never I never expected or I never thought that they would be able to successfully do Mysterio, ah, Mysterio. Uh, yeah. in 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 a cinematic form for for a variety of reasons. Right. Because just the whole concept. Oh, here's this. He's this old stage magician that uses magic tricks and and illusion and and all this kind of crap. Hollywood, Hollywood stuntman, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a special effects man in the Silver Age. Right. And and the fact that they tied it into Tony Stark's technology, uh, everything that Tony was doing, I just thought was an absolute act of brilliance. I, 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 I applaud. I mean, I love, I love what they did with Vulture, and Vulture was one of my, for whatever reason, one of my favorite characters of of Spidey's Rogues Gallery. Um, played to perfection, perfection um, by. Um, why am I blanking on every Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton. God damn. Uh, by Michael Keaton, and, and by the way, that was that was Rosemary Harris as Aunt May in the original. Spider-Man. Thank you, thank yes. you, Rosemary Harris. Obviously, beautiful. I love this. Love that Aunt May. Anyway, um, so but Mysterio, I was like, how are they, how are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? And suffice to say that they pulled it off brilliantly, yes. brilliantly. And, and keeping the core of the character, I always thought that if they ever got to Mysterio, if they ever did Mysterio, you would have to be a mind. Well, pardon the expression, a mind fuck. It would have to yeah. be an absolute, oh, no, I don't know what's going on here. Is this real? Is this not real? I am in a, just, just being a met. And that's exactly what they did. His Mysterio, his power is illusion. And they right. they just blew your mind. That whole sequence where he kicks his, kicks Spidey's ass, essentially, with illusion is brilliance. Yeah, in fact, I I agree with you, Joseph. I thought they were going to go like, he drugs them, uh, he uses some kind of hallucinogen. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I thought for sure that's how they're going to have to do Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, But no, 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 leave it to Marvel. They all, all, that's, that's what I love about how these writers and creators and directors work because they just look at the 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 roster of amazing movies and stories uh from from other writers and and all the building blocks are there right they said hey look we don't have to invent this it's right in this movie we don't have to make this up it came out in this movie we don't and and it's and they just pull all these pieces together um and tie it all up and then people who've watched those movies go ah of course of course yeah we saw tony use that tech no 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 yeah i remember that moment and and it's it's brilliant it's brilliant there is a, a there is a MacGuffin in this film, and that is Edith, the 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 glasses, artificial intelligence that Tony Stark passes down to Peter um, through Happy, or through Tony. I mean, excuse me, Nick Fury. Excuse me, Nick Fury uh, gives them uh, the glasses that uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark wanted to pass on to Peter Parker to be you know the next step up hero kind of character. And Edith becomes this MacGuffin that everyone's sort of you know after it becomes right. the thing, right? right? Which is fine. I mean I guess. But it's, I, it, it's there's a lot of humor though in Peter with the glasses on the bus on his trip. He goes he's going yes. overseas folks. He's traveling with his with his classmates. And of course Flash Thompson is always the the, the sort of the end of a lot of these these jokes. Um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, watching him communicate and try to be cool at the same time, he's putting the glasses on and he's seeing different. He fighting the urge to see everyone sell text messages because he he can with the glasses on. It, it's a really nice segment. And what does what does Edith stand for? Oh, you know what? I don't remember. That's one hey, of the, another brilliant thing. Go even ahead, dead, even dead. I'm the hero. I'm, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Talk about such a Tony Stark thing to do. Oh, that's uh, right. That's oh, right. my God. I love that. Even dead, I'm the I hero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well done. Oh. So well done. Since you jumped to Mysterio, I want to I point out Jake Gyllenhaal and his performance because I think that while Iron Man was Tony's – I mean, excuse me, Spidey's mentor, father figure – Originally, Quentin Beck shows up and, you know, he claims to be, uh, you know, from Earth 388 or whatever, um, you know, from the different a different dimension, a different Earth. Right. And he claims that the elementals killed his family and then he comes from a different reality, uh, one in the multiverse kind of thing like that. Um, but, of course, it's all bullshit. It's all absolute bullshit because it's Mysterio and he's lying. We all know he's lying. We went into right. it. I, you know, we we comic book nerds walked in and went, OK, Mysterio. Sure. OK. Yeah. Right. It's not. Although there was a niggly thing in the back of my head to think, is Marvel going to do something that's going to make us go, 
You know, are they going to really go there? Because they could have. They really could have. And he could have been a villain from another dimension. He could have been. You know, Um, but ultimately, my my, my gut was telling me it's Mysterio. It's it's the guy. You know, in my opinion, though, that is just further further showing how skilled these filmmakers are. Because even for us of us who knew, for those of us who knew, oh my God, no, he's lying. There was that moment like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that was the point. That was the I, point. I, I, I got I to tell you, there was a point when they were having one of their sit-down conversations where I thought, you know what? He's gaslighting him. Mm-hmm. That's the That's the trick. Is that he's gaslighting him, and uh, uh, and and yeah, that was it was really smart. The comic book Mysterio had the had these array of powers that were basically designed to counteract Spider Man, and in the first appearance, uh, he's faking Spider Man's uh, abilities uh, to steal uh, loot, and of course, Spider Man thinks he's going crazy because he's he's uh, uh, staying up all night to, so he wouldn't. Uh, uh, he thinks he's leading a double life. Yeah. And there's a hilarious scene in Spider-Man 13 where he goes to visit a shrink and uh, and the shrink tries to get him to reveal his identity. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, this is a dumb idea. Sorry, Doc. And he jumps out the window. <laughs> I remember that. I but remember uh, that. but, uh, you know, uh, in the absence of having him be uh, equal to Peter Parker's chemical genius, remember, he had this he, he created a mist that dulled his spider senses That's right, and, spider and, could sense. Dis- and could dissolve his webbing. And so in the absence of that, uh, having him essentially be, well, um, this is the thing. Uh, it's, I love that Tony Stark continues to be both the, the Tesla and the, uh, Thomas Edison of the Marvel cinematic universe. Right. right, right. Uh, and, uh, this is probably going to be the last time we see this explicitly, handle because they they do deep cuts in this to go back they they get us um they get us ralphie you know for crying out loud yeah i know uh, i know they, i know they, they 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 go they go back to literally the beginning so it really is i think a, a coda to what yeah. we've seen but um but i loved that the idea behind this whole uh character is is less about uh spider-man and and more about getting his hands on what he feels he's owed right. from Stark. And Spider-Man is just the means to an end. He's the, he's the thing in the way, right, you right. know, uh, I, I absolutely believed, um, his motivation for talking to Peter and, and him saying, you know, for what's worth it, I, I really like you, you know, yeah. uh, I thought that was, I thought that was a really cool turn on, on the villain. He became uh, kind of the cool uncle to Peter in a way. You know, if 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 Tony Stark was the father figure, Mysterio became or Quentin Beck became this sort of cool uncle who was like, "Hey, kid, it's okay. You know, it's all right." You know, and, and so the the scene in the bar, which what I was gonna was uh, I really kind of wanted to point out Jake Gyllenhaal's performance when he jumps up on the bar and he starts to make the speech. Um, that's totally Mysterio because you could see the. Yeah. The the I am the center of attention. <laughs> applaud me. I'm an, I'm I'm on stage now. I'm gonna okay. Oh, or I don't want to make. Okay, I'll make a speech. You know, and you're like, oh, you right. bastard. You know, right. you're you're freaking John Wilkes Booth at this point. You're standing up there going, okay, you know, here we go. And uh, and to you and to you and he's putting all these guys out and he's popping the champagne and he's just like, oh man, he's king of the world. He's king of the world. That was Mysterio in his essence to me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they they captured it perfectly. You know? Yeah, vainglorious. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, very smugly uh, proud of his uh, how clever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Julius Caesar, I'm going to turn the crown down twice. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, you know, right. fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. There, there's a lot of that in Mysterio, which I really, la- I really enjoy. Um, which, yeah, again, great. which is that's what I love. I mean, they kind of made him, you know, the sort of the evil Tony Stark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, right. and so, and like Tony, uh, I agree with Mark. It, it wouldn't have worked if there wasn't some genuine affection mm-hmm. uh, on the part of the character towards Peter Parker, where he looked at Peter and I genuinely think, yes, I, I like you kid. Yeah. You, you probably have been duped by Tony just as much as we have. You've been right. You, you have been, you, you bought into the charisma thing and the bullshit thing and look at you, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there was, there was affection uh, uh, from Beck to Peter 
Um, and and it was like, well, you know, too bad. But but then that's where right, that's where the villain part comes in. He was also ruthless. He was oh, like, God, yeah. nope, okay, no, uh, I I felt sorry for you, but sorry, I'm I'm yeah. gonna have to murder you now. Well, he was willing uh, to, and there was a moment they showed when he was rehearsing for his big final performance, where we, they find out that a piece of the drone or something was missing, or it was an illusion, the projector that was missing, and he got pissed off, and he basically took the drone and pointed it right at his his coworker. With yeah. gun blazed, you know, you know, with the with the laser point on him, showing his his that, that there wasn't he wasn't all there. There was a little right. bit of a dangerous side to him that he was willing to kill this. You know, don't don't mess up on me again. Yeah. A, yeah. AKA, I will kill you. I will kill everyone. You know. Yeah. He's it's still he's still a villain. You know. Yeah. So, so that was neat. Yeah. And I love the design of the costume. Let's briefly. I want to briefly point at that because I know cosplayers all over the world are like, Ooh, and I'm sure we're going to see some amazing recreations of the Mysterio costume uh, coming up in, at Comic Con and all kinds of you know with the lit areas and the green and the purple with the with that with the etching on it and the the writing on his cape and that beautiful glass dome. Which by the way, if I ever do a Mysterio cosplay, I'm totally doing. Uh, a CGI suit, clear glass dome, Mysterio. <laughs> that's, right. so, that's brilliant. I love yeah. the fact that that's what he really looks like. All that stuff is just an illusion. I mean, he's got a literal physical costume because the lady was working on getting the wrinkles out of it so he could right. appear in it, you know. But when he's actually out there flying, he's not even there. It's not even him, you know. Right. Right. That's and so you see him in this little uh, mocap suit. <laughs> With the clear dome on his head, you know, yeah. and it's got the thing, and he's working. That's Mysterio for me. That's the yeah. real Mysterio. I like. And that. then, and then, even by the way, t just the comment on that. Again, folks, we're jumping all around here on the movie, but um, the the at the end, right when it's revealed that Nick Fury and and Maria are actually scrolls, which again, brilliant, brilliant. If you didn't stick around for that end credit uh, sequence, guys, you've missed it. Check it out on YouTube or go back and see it again. Um, but it's revealed that Nick Fury and Maria the whole time have been scrolls. Uh, in fact, the scroll from from uh, Captain Marvel. Um, and Talos. he even Taylor. Yeah. And he even comments. He's like, "Oh, that costume." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those colors, the costume, those yeah. colors. <laughs> so, so very impressive. <laughs> and that was his wife, uh, uh, Soren, the, the the woman, right? Who played that's her, right. That, yeah, that's yeah. Wife. Yes. yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see that they're still around. But yeah, that that opens up a whole another question. We'll fin let's finish up uh, our far from home discussion, and then we okay. can use the Talos as a key to jump ahead because I think that's, in my opinion, the future of the MCU. Oh, yes. They oh, they yes. absolutely hinted at that. So so Mysterio is is essentially trying to get a hold of Edith. Uh, and he's using these drones from Stark Tech Industries to project these illusions. And, of course, his own technology that he created that Tony <laughs> named Puke and, and used to, to do some sort of a self-therapy to, to do illusions so he could talk to his dad and, and live in the moment, that kind of thing. I mean, that, it seemed like he was a very dismissive boss of some pretty cool tech. And that, that pushed him. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think he called it barf. It was oh, barf. barf. That's right. That's yeah. barf. binarily augmented retroframing. Right, that, that's <laughs> well, a barf. Yeah, it, you know it doesn't matter. You know it, it was it was basically hork. You know, and Quinn yeah. was right to be mad. You know, yeah. he was. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So so he gets the glasses because Spidey you know believes him hundred uh, percent. A great another great uh, moment in this is MJ. Uh, figuring out that he's Spider-Man, and you know, she 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 claims it just like we all claim it. It's obvious. You always disappear. You know, yeah. Yeah. she nails it. Of course, I liked the chemistry between um, between Peter and MJ in in this MCU. I like the the actress yeah. uh, Zendaya. Is that how I'm saying her name? Zendaya. Right? Yep. Zendaya. Zendaya. As, uh -huh. as, as uh, Peter's uh, MJ, um, whose real name is Michelle, but everyone calls her MJ. Uh, I like that chemistry. It's very good. And she's got that great deadpan. And they made MJ kind of a goth kid in a way, you know, that she's yes, kind of into, into the darker so. areas. And, yeah. you know, she hasn't called him Tiger yet. So we'll see if that ever comes up. But uh, now that she knows and now that they're a thing, it seems like it's right around the corner, folks. I mean, we had Spider-Man swinging through the city with MJ talking to her, you know, talking to her lover or talking to her boyfriend at this point. You know, it's 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 all fallen into place, and it's a nice feel. It's a nice feel. Well, yeah. I have to I have to tell you the thing that uh, the thing that I like the best about this as a uh, old school Spider-Man fan from way back is that um, I think they've managed to finally um, get the right balance by having Peter 
start out in high school and literally be in high school, not be, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire, not be 30 year old Andrew Garfield. Uh, you know, Tom Holland looks and feels like a high school kid and, 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 and putting him in as a, as a sophomore works even better. And so, uh, uh, what's cool about this is I think going forward, it's, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to uh, age him up. And there will certainly be a day when uh, he ends up in college and we'll probably get Gwen Stacy and we'll probably get Harry Osborne. Uh, and and but maybe by then enough time will have passed that people will be interested to see Green Goblin again. But until that time we're getting to see all these other great uh, seminal villains. Yeah. And so uh, the thing that I'm most excited about, uh, I love the fact that, you know, that in the Mysterio fight, uh, we got the, we got a more Ditko esque uh, version of that than we even got in Dr. Strange. Yeah. The whole, the whole illusion sequence where he keeps diving off of, uh, uh, ledges and falling to the ground and uh, his, his costume keeps changing and, and, and Mysterio's doing this uh, mind job on his head. That is, that is so uh, hippy trippy psychedelic Ditko that, uh-huh. um, and, 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 and that they figured out a way to make that work tells me that the Marvel cinematic universe at this point uh, has 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 our complete trust and best interests at yeah. heart. Yeah, even so. even panels directly from lifted from the comics that I recognize, not being an and as historian as you are, Mark, but I recognize uh, panels from the comics like Mysterio removing his domed head as a, like a ball, and and yeah. the multiple Mysterios in that one shot where there were just hundreds of them. You know, I mean, that's all right from the comic book. Uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. They, that they took. Uh, so yeah. that that was that was very very good. Uh, I. I, I want to go into um, the things I didn't like about uh, Far From Home, which are very few. Um, and I, 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 my own, th- my my thing always is the villain. I always think that that uh, that movies are only as good as their villains. And I think Mysterio was a very worthy villain. I just hate that they keep killing villains, and and that bothers me. I would have liked to see Mysterio. You know, he was shot by a misfire by his own drone. Um, and at the end, when Peter asked Edith, "Is this a, is this real?" when he's dead, and she says the illu- she, and her answer is, "There are no more illusions, right?" or something like that. The re- this is reality, or uh, the, the illusions have stopped. Um, and so I was like, "Really? Can we not now? Can is there a way that we can, you know?" And part of me is like, "Can he come? Is it a trick? I you know I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, are we ever going to see him again, or is he dead?" Well, they've made it obvious that he could come back. You know, Billingsley walks, uh, Messy Marvin leaves with a thumb drive, and mm-hmm. and that thumb drive ends up at the Daily Bugle. So the the people the the framework of Mysterio mm-hmm. uh, is is still very much alive, and I could see, um, I could see a, a a reprisal of the character. Where he comes back from the dead and Peter keeps going, but uh, but you're dead. And he's like he's like, do I look dead? And of course, it's Billingsley running the illusion tech. Right, 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 right. So he, so Mysterio could become the god in the machine, and uh, and and that works just fine for me, man. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I here's a, because here's the deal. I didn't think I'd get him in the first place. Right. So I'm I'm happy that we did. I get why. It had to go down the way it did, and especially because of the cliffhanger that they leave us with. Right. But uh, I don't think it's uh, – uh, well, you know, just like in the comics, man, uh, nobody ever really stays dead. Exactly, so. exactly. Because yeah. I really I, – here's here's the, my, uh, my crux on this is I really want a Sinister Six. I really want to see – Right. I, oh, how cool that would be. I yeah. want a gathering of villains. We've established Vulture. We've got Scorpion. We've got Mysterio. I want a gathering of villains. And you brought up the Osbournes. And spoiler alert, folks, the, the rumor is, and it was, you know, I don't know if it was a leak or what, but that, that Norman Osborn will appear as a character in the MCU and that he's going to start buying up all of Tony Stark's assets. He's going to be the big money bad guy who's going to start buying up corporations or buying shares in, in Tony Stark's corporations, you know, uh, to become the new power. Um, and which works in the comics as well, if I'm not mistaken. Currently, 
uh, or one of the iterations of the mini comics, Norman Osborn was the industrialist, very much like Tony was. Uh, he had the money. He had the, the buildings. Oscorp was a was a, a, a company that he had. Um, so we may see that sooner rather than later. You know, at least earthbound right. villains. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I don't think uh, you know. Certainly, we've not seen the last of Mysterio. Now, again, whether that is he he somehow somehow faked his own death or. Uh, you know, he's brought back in some way. And, yeah. and you know, it could even be a new Mysterio, somebody else that sure. is sort of assuming sure. the mantle uh, and wants maybe yeah. people to believe that he's back, but he's not. Right. That's, uh, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so no, uh, Mysterio, the character, will definitely be back. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I just, I just want to judge if I should start uh, hashtagging Mysterio lives, but uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not <laughs> yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, 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 I'd hold off on that one if I were you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we've got uh, we've got the, the pretty much the the, the conclusion there of, of Far From Home. Uh, high points, I want to say Ned Leeds, Peter Parker's best friend, always a high point, always fun. Loved him and Betty Brant. Nice, nice to see Betty um, with, with their their vacation relationship that uh, ends when they come back because they're they're more mature now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was always a lot of fun. Um, but then we end, as uh, Aaron said, with um, with the scroll reveal, with uh, uh, Talos and Soren <laughs> uh, talking about that post credit sequence. And, and and by the way, they were even fooled by Mysterio. They're like, "Wow, that's kind of a that's kind of embarrassing that me, a shape shifting scroll, yes. <laughs> was fooled by this." It's like oh. when Talos says that, "Oh, it's kind of embarrassing." <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but then he calls he calls the real Nick Fury. Uh, and at first yeah. we think, oh, he's on a beach somewhere because he's sitting there on a beach and it's the background of the, of, of the sand and he's laying there all in casual clothes and swim swim trunks. And he sighs and he gets up and, and as he gets up, the, uh, the surroundings start to change and become a spaceship uh, where he wanders through barefooted going, where are my shoes? To <laughs> a bunch of yeah. scrolls. He's in space. He's traveling through space somewhere or he's captaining a ship somewhere. And heading somewhere. It's it's yeah. It's it's Marvel's uh, ship, right? Oh, I don't know. I he, I, I didn't recognize he's, that. He's, he says in Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. you know, I'll help you find a home, right? Right. And so uh, uh, Carol leaves, and you know, we get all that, and we see Nick at his desk uh, typing his thing. But uh, I think that's probably. Um, Marvel's vessel, yeah. uh, and, and and those scrolls are the ones that have been here this whole time. Right. Interesting idea. Hmm. So we're going cosmic, folks. I think in the, I mean, really cosmic. We've been cosmic already, uh, but in the next wave, we're going to have a new Doctor Strange. We're going to have a new Black Panther. We're going to have a new, um, a, a couple of new titles that we haven't seen before. And I'm let you guys address those. Especially, I think there's something about elementals that Aaron wants to share. Uh, yeah, eternal, well, the, yeah, the Eternals. Eternals. Eternals, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, where, where 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 we go from here, right? What, what's the next phase of, of Marvel movies? Uh, there's there's so much potential. Clearly, as as uh, Joseph pointed out, I Actually, do think I have a, I have a, I have a, a brief list that I can throw out that that, that we pretty much know is going to happen. Well, okay. well, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, Joseph even just said, like, I think the next thing is going to be the Kree Skrull War. I, I agree. I agree. I think that is the next big meta plot that we are going to be uh, seeing develop in uh, in the MCU is it's all there. It's all there. The Kree and the Skrull fighting uh, the the getting other people, the Nova Corps is involved. I mean, getting get, the Guardians of the Galaxy can be involved. I mean, the Avengers, the, the Fantastic Four. It's a, this is a good introduction for the Fantastic Four. But anyway, but what, what's your list, Mark? I, I, I do want to hear your list. So real, so real quick, this is what they've mostly talked about. Pretty much confirmed. They haven't said anything specific, but through various um, sources, we we know these are this is happening. Uh, Black Widow has been confirmed, and there's now speculation on it, on if it's going to be a sequel or a prequel or a fourquel or a twoquel or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, they've they've uh, they've discussed, and and that's the biggest thing that's come out has been the Eternals, which is late era Kirby Bronze Age stuff in the vein of uh, New Gods 
and uh, that's got a lot of people scratching their heads. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. I, I drifted off to sleep of boredom there, Mark. I know. Because you talked about something called the 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 Eternals. What? Yes, what? The Eternals. Yeah. I sorry, know. folks. I'm I'm going on record as saying that I have zero interest. In an Eternals movie, zero, none, non-existent. All right, I know me, nothing me, about them. Let me press ahead. Doctor Strange two has been confirmed. Yay. Uh, yeah, um, Black Panther two has been confirmed, and and we really knew it was going to happen, even if it wasn't confirmed, because Disney does not like to leave money on the table. Uh-uh. Um, right. Shang Chi has been recently discussed as having a script treatment, and I'll talk more about Ooh. that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> Three has been confirmed, along yeah. with the with the hiring and firing and rehiring and and defiant uh, uh, support of James Gunn. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, those are the only two. Oh, those, those are the only movies that we for sure know about. Yeah, those are the. One, I believe those are the one. I mean, uh, there's going to be uh, more Ant Man movies uh, as well. Uh, um, and I think I think they're going to tie in. Um, you know, I've, I've I've had a theory for a while that the the Fantastic Four are not going to go outward; they're going to go inward. Um, their origins will probably be tied to the Negative Zone, and I think the Negative Zone is something that is going to be reached via Ant Man's uh, inner Quantum world. Room. Right. Yeah. It is not going to be them sailing out into space and and being bombarded by cosmic rays. At least I don't think so. I don't think so. I think yeah. they've opened up such a such an amazing new possibility with the quantum realm. Um, and I do believe that's where the Fantastic Four are going to derive their uh, their powers from. They may even be working with um, with Ant Man uh, and and with with uh, um, you know with Doctor Pym and getting getting that technology and, and investigating this the possibilities and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I think that just would be an interesting oh, direction. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh, sorry. I yes. just had this. I just had this flash of an idea. Uh, we they've been really uh, really happy to use their pioneering uh, de-aging computer algorithm yeah. technology on Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, having having done it uh, twice now, um, uh, three times actually. I don't see any reason in the world why they couldn't do it a fourth time mm-hmm. and have Reed be one of uh, Pym's early partners and and was thought to be lost in the quantum realm yeah. uh, only to have them come back. See, cause I've always, I've always liked the idea of, of the fantastic four, but I've always thought that the fantastic four works best in that sixties hip mod, mm-hmm. uh, swinging oh, bachelor pad kind of deal. So if yeah. they come, if they come back, you know, have, if they, if they left in 66, right, right. <laughs> And then and then popped back in, you know. Yeah. Oh, with, that'd be so great. No yeah, yeah. So they've still got they've still they, got the the mid-century vibe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and still have those those corny little phrases about Clay, you know Yancey Street and, yeah. and <laughs> Blue Eyed Benji and, and, and it's clobbering time. Marvel loves retro uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. They love it. They love yeah. going back and going, aha, what you didn't know, right. dot, dot, dot. So, no, I, 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 I'm I, on board for this. I think yeah. we it allows us to have a slightly cornier uh, uh, Fantastic Four. Read, read saying things like you would expect somebody from, from a 60s <laughs> sci-fi movie to say. Smoking uh, a pipe. Smoking <laughs> a pipe, and everybody's like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, what? What? And, and then it becomes it becomes I, I think it looks rather dignified. Are you right. kidding me? It becomes lung cancer. It becomes fun to see them try to adapt to the modern day. No, no, there's so much a water fantastic four movie. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no. There's so much potential uh there, folks. I I, I absolutely think that would be a great way to go. But but that's my prediction. They're gonna tie them to the quantum realm. The fantastic Fantastic Four will not get their abilities from cosmic rays in space. Well, since uh, we're in space, and since we're talking about the the Kree Skrull War, I, is you guys 
think there's going to be like an overarching villain, a, a a Thanos, if you will, for this next phase that everyone's going to be afraid of is coming. And I personally, I've gone on record already to say this. I want Galactus. I want Galactus done right. I want him terrifying and I want him massive and I want him uh, the end, the, the, the you know, the, just the end of everything, right? Galactus um, has been bounced around. His name has been bounced around yeah. all kinds of places. Uh, uh, I certainly think he's a possibility. Um, and and ultimately, either they have they pick a villain on the Cree side, uh, which is likely where they're going, given what that we've been made to feel sympathetic for the Skrulls, um, or or there's a bigger villain that pops up that forces the Cree and the Skrulls to work together. Right. Um, yeah, that's to that's try, what I'm going to with the Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd like that. I'd love to see Harold's. I'd love to see, yes, of course, Nornrad. Everyone wants to see him. But I want to see the other ones. I want to see Terax the Tamer. I want to see, yeah. you know, some of the more obscure Heralds of Galactus. Nova, you know. I want to see these characters. And and I think, I really feel that they're, that they're going to stay in the cosmic realm. Now, here's the, here's the negative on that. And, and I think there's a negative because I think that Earthbound stories, Earthbound characters, and Earthbound villains are easier to identify with. Peter Quill's Star-Lord was our kind of focus point because he was an Earthling and he listened to music we all knew when we thought, okay, that's the cool guy there. We like that guy. And everyone else from Drax to Gamora to Groot and Rocket, we learned, we met, we started to like them, but Quill was our guy, right? Because he was our, he was our focal point. He was an Earthling. And I think without a human character, there's a slight risk of us going, as Aaron said, because that right. I'm looking up Eternals right now, folks. I have no idea who these people are. I have no clue. No <laughs> yeah, clue. Icarus, yeah. Cersei. Yeah. I, who are these people? I have no clue. They they were as as Mark pointed out. These were the the Kirby basically the equivalent of the Kirby New Gods uh, yeah. for Marvel. Uh, and and I think it was that attempt, right, to to rebuild another dark side and High Father uh, and all those characters, you know, uh, Orion and 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 Calibac. Well, they wanted that for the Marvel universe as well. And you and, know, Kirby... and the, the bones of some of that have already been seeded. Uh, the the giant head uh, nowhere is an Eternal uh, from uh, no 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 okay. no, he, no he's a celestial. He is a celestial. Oh right, but I, yes, and and but there, but all of that stuff is is in that in that uh, realm. They are connected, correct? They are connected. Yeah. And see, and that's that, that was I was gonna actually uh, about to mention the celestials. So I want to know what you guys think. They've already introduced them. We've seen them. We've seen them in Marvel movies. They talk about them. Uh, they were they were linked to the Infinity Stones. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious if they they will come back or or if they decide it's too hard to explain Galactus as something other. Uh, if they just say Galactus is a celestial and the activity with the Infinity Stones, with them being used a lot recently, sort of stirs him, awakens him, and starts to draw him towards Earth. Um, you know, and 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 I find that I would find that a, a nice way to tie all that together. Um, so I I also hold out hope that it could be Galactus. I, my worry is that it not just be another you know Thanos plotline. It, sure. it, it has to be different. It has to be different from that. And, and so and to throw another monkey wrench into this whole thing, we still have Adam Warlock sitting in yes, a cocoon somewhere. Which which we are assured will yeah. appear. We we have been told Adam Warlock absolutely will be a character that will be presented in the next phase. You think it's going to be uh, in Guardians? We're going to see him. I, I think so. I think so. I think because we know be Thor is going to be with them. Yeah. So we'll we'll have Thor again. Yeah. I know Beta Ray Bill has been confirmed to be yeah. seen in the new uh, Guardians film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Celestials, again, I'm, I'm learning as I go, folks. The Celestials created, well, I'm sorry, the, the Celestials created the Eternals to be defenders of the Earth. Mark, am I right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fighting against the Deviants? Am, am, yeah. I, am I reading that right? Who yep. are these people? I don't I know. know. I know. Nothing. I know. It's a it, whole separate. It, yeah, it's a whole separate world. It, and, and it it came it came in in the the last gasp of Kirby in the seventies mm -hmm. was after Marvel had already sort of uh, reinvented their street level guys, yeah. and it did it didn't take off. Uh, so the the cool thing is, and this is something to uh, uh, to be thankful for. Um, there's not a there's not an Eternals fan to upset if they if they go ahead and <laughs> rework it. Yeah, no, it's true. 
So, it's true. You, they you know, could do they could do anything they wanted with a, the Eternals. It's a, it's a blank canvas, and so <laughs> the, the yeah, the last the, known fan died in 2014, I believe. The, uh, the nice uh, the nice thing is is that uh, it's their um, it's it's the onus is on them to make you care about the Eternals yeah. because uh, because they're going to have to do it for everybody. So t- uh, take comfort. In the fact that uh, they made the talking raccoon work, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the that should be the baseline for this. They've put yeah. Howard the Duck in in uh, three movies now, so much so that people are demanding a Howard the Duck movie. Oh, so I think they can take Kirby cosmicism and and turn that into a working plot. Yeah. There isn't there is another option and one that they uh, that's been talked about a lot online. Uh, the the uh, Marvel. Um, ultimate Marvel universe version of secret war uh, was that the scrolls had infiltrated years ago and taken over key positions. And it, they basically were the, the lizard, the, the shape shifting snake men of David uh, Ike's uh, conspiracy theories. Right. And, and the secret wars was, was them, dealing with the fact that that people that they've been working alongside with for years were in fact scrolls. And so that the ending of Spider-Man Home Far From Home suggests that that might be something that uh, is put into play. And and there's no reason to think that these things couldn't be concurrent. You know, there there were um there were several build-ups. Uh you know, phase 1, phase 2 and phase 3 all had their own climax points. Uh, with with different uh, large scale threats, yeah. so 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 the long game could be Galactus, and the the short game could be Secret Wars, where we find out that the Skrulls have been here all along. Now, now you just blow my mind because now I'm thinking, what if that Nick Fury has been Talos? for some considerable time. Like, what if, right after the very first Avengers, where the Chitauri arrive, cosmically, through space, and Nick Fury says, well, damn it, okay, I got something for this. I know somebody. I got a friend. I got a bunch of friends who could help right. with this. And he takes off then. And the Nick Fury that we've seen for every movie since has been Talos. Right. There is there is a, a, a compelling YouTube video, uh, uh, Joseph. I, I urge you to watch it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's called something like the real Nick Fury or or something like that. Yeah. How long but, has he been out? Yeah. yeah. No, they have they, they they basically match the theory that you have just that you have just thrown out. Basically, you everything that we see uh, after the events of the invasion of New York is Talos. And in fact, the proof that they use is the whole stupid, uh, sandwich cutting. There's a scene in, uh, I, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, is it Ultron? It's one of them where Nick Fury appears. He's talking to all the Avengers and he's cutting a sandwich and he's cutting it diagonally. Uh, and and they that the reason that they even put in the script that Nick Fury can't stand it when sandwiches are cut diagonally is so that they could then go back and say, aha, that's not Nick Fury. <laughs> that's Talos. And oh he's my cutting God. the sandwich diagonally. Wait, wait, a, when, when did they mention when did they mention he doesn't like his sandwiches cut diagonally? In, I don't in, uh, in Captain Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh that okay, 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 yes. okay. It's, he it's, reveals it's a, to it's her. A, yeah. Yeah. Tell me something so random that only you would know. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my right. God. Okay, so I'm there freaking is, out there, here, folks. And that's I'm why they're saying that, out. like, his minimal his minimal uh, uh, involvement in so many of the movies right. uh, after that explained that, no, this is Talo sort of keeping low. He doesn't want to become too involved in these events. He knows what his job is. He knows what he's supposed to do. Oh uh, but but he doesn't want to give up the game. He doesn't want people to, to know. Uh, so Talk no, your a long game. Yeah, oh yeah. God. Your theory, your oh. theory is well has been received and has been analyzed, and there's there is fucking uh, uh, you know textual evidence that people are bringing up. Uh, it's amazing. And by the way, so let me let me quickly leap in since I opened the segment with Imperious Rex. Um, I'm am t- saying it now. Namor is inevitable. All those people out there saying, "Nah, nah, they're not going to do Namor as Aquaman is around." No bullshit. Namor is inevitable. Uh, there are too many 
uh, uh, Easter eggs. There's too many plants. There's too many mentions in in movies that we have seen Marvel put out. And by the way, these are not accidental. They're not coincidences. They're not every bit, every second, every frame that you see on screen has been carefully selected to be there. And it's there for a purpose and a reason. Uh, You know, the mentions of the strange events happening off the coast of Wakanda, uh, uh, under the water, uh, uh, you know, it's not it's not a coincidence, folks. Not a hoax, not a dream, uh, not an imaginary story. Yeah. Namor and the Atlanteans are inevitable. In fact, I'm now even thinking they may not even involve that, although I'd like them to with the Fantastic Four. Uh, they may they may do the Fantastic Four like Annihilus and other things that you can find in the negative zone. They may involve the Atlanteans and Namor with Black Panther because yeah, yeah. there is a history with them in the what, comics. Were they uh, defenders together? Uh, well, they 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 had a war at some point. The oh. Wakandans and Atlanteans actually had confrontations. Oh. Uh, <laughs> And so, what? Where else are they going, right? What else are they going to do with Black Panther? You know, all right. Uh, I suppose they could come up with other Black Panther villains, but no, I think they want to go a little bit bigger because he's got an entire nation with technology and and scary fighter ships and 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 cool stuff. Well, and it's, what, and it's stuff that would certainly be in keeping with the Atlantean technology as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, where else are they going to find a foe worthy? Well, guess what, Atlantean with similar technology uh, and and uh, and a villain like Namor who is certainly as powerful as Black Panther uh, you know again th- there there's so much potential I'm actually really really excited about the next phase of of Marvel movies because I love the Fantastic Four and all the naysayers out there going nah nah they're never going to do the Fantastic Four right no I, I think they will I think they will yeah, we said we said that about Guardians of the Galaxy. We said that about Ant Man. We said that about Spider Man. You know, at some yeah. point you have to go. Okay, look. <laughs> uh, so far, they've hit it out of the park and keep doing it. Yeah. So you know, I I, I think yeah. after twenty two movies. Oh, and by the way, uh, for, I know a lot of people think Iron Man two is the weakest of the bunch. Uh, I went back and rewatched it recently, and it is absolutely the first salvo. And what becomes all of the other Marvel villains? That movie holds up really well now that we see the direction that it all went in with Tony trying to reconcile with his dad and his father stealing other people's tech and using it for his own purposes, which is exactly the thrust of all of the tech villains right now. So uh, that movie, that movie's going to end up uh, getting bumped on people's list because it's definitely a better film. Uh, in hindsight yeah, than, yeah. than it was as, as the sequel. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think we're going to get fantastic four done, right? I think we're going to get X-Men done differently and it'll right. probably be better uh, because they don't, they don't have to do some of the things that, that uh, Fox had to do in 2000 to sell the concept. Right. We're, we're, we're 20 years down the road on that. So yeah, there's and no by the e- way, good point. We haven't even talked about the X-Men. Holy shit. They're getting the entire X-Men roster. Wow. Well, I'm more excited because X-Men is going to be a light. They're going to have to let that do- live for, for a while somewhere else. It, it, the, the wounds are too fresh and the fans are too upset that none of these movies made sense. Uh, Mark is referring to the continuity episode from Gentleman Earns 81. Smile and stand editor. Uh, so the, uh, uh, but, uh, when they get to X-Men, I think it's going to be, uh, great because they'll have, uh, they'll have plenty of room to work with at this point. Uh, Joseph, I want to address Shang-Chi for you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. Here we go. Okay, that's that's go. another one folks. Shang, in the, in the few moments we have left, let's turn our attention to the master of Kung Fu. Go ahead. Yes. Now. So, uh, Marvel in the 70s, I, I've talked about this before and we've, we've discussed it. Uh, they were chasing trends, trying to stay relevant. And one of the things that they were doing was basically taking whatever was in the, the cinema and that people were talking about, and they were doing versions of that, uh, which is why Luke Cage is a black exploitation character. It's why the Punisher is Charles Bronson Deathwish. And it's why Iron Fist, but first. Before Iron Fist, Shang-Chi was part of the Kung Fu movie wave. Right. Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, was a 
character that was half Bruce Lee, half Kane from Kung Fu, and his father. Which, by was, the way, Kung Fu was an original pitch by Bruce Lee. Just, right. just to throw that out yes. there. Yes. Uh, but um, oh yeah, so his father is none other than Fu Manchu. The, the original Dr. Fu Manchu, the original evil oriental genius. And so now that, and I want to make sure that everyone knows he said oriental. He's not a racist. That's how he was referred to. That's right. I know that orientals is, are is. rugs. I know that. But that's right. The, the, yeah. the EOG, if you were. Yes, if you exactly. Will. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, his uh, so so this the character was was straight out of the yellow peril, but all of the people that fought Fu Manchu Waylon Smith, right? Yes, when they were the all that's right. They were all uh side characters in the in the overall Shang-Chi story, which uh ended up being sort of like equal parts. I mean, you know how the Kung Fu movies kind of took on an espionage feel and all that. Mm. That was Shang-Chi, man. He was an international uh figure jetting around in a cool suit uh and meeting up with contacts and and they were uh, always he was always opposing his father's uh, empire, uh, his his uh, various nefarious um, uh, agents from uh, parts of the world, and so uh, it's a real. Uh, what, what's nice about this is there's the, the special effects budget's going to be thirty nine cents, right? Because <laughs> because there's no there's no uh, flames uh, in, on people's heads. There's no lightning out of their eyes. Uh, just chop sake out the wazoo, and so uh, I think this is going to be what Iron Fist couldn't be in the defenders now that we've seen iron fist and kind of know i'm very excited about this i think it's gonna be i I would even i actually will disagree a little bit mark as far as budget and such goes i think uh marvel is looking down the road and saying huh there's a lot of talented chinese directors aren't there and they Mm. love their fantasy movies don't they and there's a lot of great chinese uh martial arts stars aren't there uh, I think this is a perfect vehicle, not for Jet Li, but for the new Jet Li, whoever that is, whatever Asian star is super hot. Uh, they give it to him, and uh, they find a really talented uh, Asian director, Chinese director, uh, who goes and makes this a fucking fantastic fantasy, a, a martial arts fantasy. And when Fu Manchu or whoever the villain is appears, he's not just some guy that that is the, the mastermind behind some criminal ring. No, he's some ancient Chinese sorcerer that actually uses magic and 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 summons entities and, and creates the three storms and, and you know I, I, it could absolutely be big trouble no China. And I was being yeah. facetious when I said David Lopan. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. And David Lopan is absolutely modeled off of Fu Manchu. Yes. Yes. So so but I was I was kidding. Obviously the special oh, okay. effects budget is yeah. going to be, you know, the, the wire work and all that kind of stuff. I just meant that the, it won't be a thing where they have to create completely yeah, there, there won't be massive special effects shots in the computer where Thor is flying into Loki and right. crashing into a right. spaceship. We're you not know. going to space, yeah. We're not, yeah, it's right. going to be a more terrestrial uh, kind of thing, even if it is going to be supernatural. Yeah. Right. So, so, um, so well, again, yeah, big trouble, big trouble, little China is, in my mind, a great comparison. That, yeah. that is what I think they're shooting for with with the Master of Kung Fu movies. Big trouble in Little China. That mm. that level of fun and fantasy yeah. and and amazing martial arts. And Shang Chi is also a character that they could then put into other stories as a guest star. Mm-hmm. I think I my my theory on this is that is that in the same way. Joseph and Aaron, that Spider-Man was guest starring in every single Marvel comic from the 1970s. So much so that they gave him a book called Marvel team up where it was Spider-Man and whoever you want to (laughs) be. Yeah. I think Spider-Man is going to be the, the narrative glue that holds phase four together the way Iron Man held phase three together. Interesting. Right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree but with that. I think, how, I think that they are. How does Spidey fit into the into the Eternals, or how does he fit into he, he, you know any well, kind of cosmicy film? Unless he go, he, I know, I know. In Talos's words, "Bitch, you've been to space." So I know that he's. <laughs> it's, he's it not won't. Unaccustomed. It won't be. It won't be all of them. It okay. won't be all of okay. them, obviously. Right. But yeah. for for movies where you might need a little extra uh, connective tissue, because mm-hmm. uh, the Fantastic Four, remember, have a Manhattan headquarters. Yeah. Well, who do we have in Manhattan? We've got uh, Doctor Strange. Strange. We got Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider Man is the tech guy, uh, and would make much more sense because he and Reed were buddies, anyways. Right. 
and yeah. he and Tony, no, I, and he and Johnny Storm are the same age. So there's a lot of different angles that you could put Spider-Man into the first appearance of the Fantastic Four movie, which actually yeah. makes sense because Spider-Man was in episode he was in issue two of the Fantastic Four. That's right. Actually, yeah. the Fantastic Four was in issue two of Spider-Man. Right. So they they've got a close history for their New York connection, but. Um, you know, I, I, and I actually think, you know, I think the line, you know, I, I want to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I actually think there's something to that. I do think that Marvel wants movies that are going to be very centered on local crime. You know, the Spider-Man yes. versus the Sinister Six, Thank Spider-Man you. versus, you know, something that is confined to New York or to That's a smaller area. Want. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, those movies are 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 delightful, and we love them. I love them. I want more Spider-Man yeah. movies. So I don't really need to see Spider-Man, you know, in Marvel team-ups with a bunch of other characters. I mean, yeah. my God, just think of think of how interesting now the movies are going to be that they've got the Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor flying around. You know, Loki's coming back. Loki's coming back at some point. They're going to introduce uh, uh, Adam Warlock. It's going to be introduced. Beta Ray Bill. Those, those are done. I'm, they're they're set for the next six movies if they want. Yeah. Um, with with the introduction of the of the Fantastic Four, there's a whole new set of adventures yeah. that can happen. Uh, no, I, the next phase is very exciting, gents, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I agree, and and I'm we're getting the red eye in a major way, but. Gosh darn it, if I don't get a Marvel Monsters movie of some kind, Werewolf by Night, Living Zombie, uh, oh, Dracula, yeah. Tomb of Dracula. Mor- Mor- Morbius. I just, I, I want, I want the, monsters in the MCU. And, and the only reason, it. guys, the only reason I suspect this will not happen is Universal. I, I really think that Universal, Universal does not own Dracula. No, 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 no. public domain. You are correct. You are correct. However, I think that Universal's push is they're going to be putting all of their money into trying to get a successful monster universe universe launched since they obviously right. had a disastrous one. And, and I, think I think Marvel's, Marvel's going to say, rather, here, hold yeah. my beer. No, this no. is how you're going to do it. No, I think, I think Marvel <laughs> would rather not compete. Oh, Marvel would man. rather say, we've got so many other stories to tell. Do we really have to say, sorry, Universal, we're going to do Frankenstein. We're going to do Dracula. We're going to do a werewolf. If, if, I, I don't think Doctor so. Strange, Doctor Strange is the perfect venue to, to introduce these characters. He's he is. the perfect avenue to have Dracula. And he has. Dracula is a Doctor Strange villain. I mean, he he's they fought, you know? Yes, yes. There is there's a rumor that Brother Voodoo is going to be in the second yeah, right. oh yeah 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 oh so my god I, and, and there's your living think, zombie man and that's what i think they're going to they're going to go in that direction he's yeah. got he's got baron mordo he's got dormammu still out there he's got brother voodoo he's got there's a bunch of other doctor strange villains mephisto well, oh, no. yeah for i think Christ they, they got mephisto and nightmare i think they rumored yeah. nightmare in, yeah. in the new doctor strange so, so i i I'm really this that. is this is this is my prediction. Yeah. Marvel is not going to touch the classic Dracula, Frankenstein, werewolf, mummy. I I don't think so. Again, let let's be clear, folks. Aaron's when he says the classic monsters, Universal doesn't have the rights on this. We're talking about the living zombie, Simon Garth, the Coffee King. We're talking about uh, 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 Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night. He is not yeah. Lawrence Talbot, the Wolf Man. He no, is Jack not. Russell, Werewolf by Night. These are different characters, and the curse of lycanthropy and va- vampirism and voodoo, all that stuff can be adopted into Marvel. What I'm, And I've said this for years. You guys can go back and listen. I want a Netflix series that are the Marvel monsters because they can yeah. get scary. They could do man thing. They can do... Well, you know what? I think things, that's you know? that's more likely. That is more likely. Especially well, it's, still the, yeah, it's still the MCU yeah. in a way. I mean, it's still right. the yeah. same... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, watch, watch Swamp Thing. If you Watch Swamp Thing as far as really doing a very effective horror um, and, and, and a superhero story with a lot of mystery and uh, it's actually well done. It's it's a shame that it was canceled, but um, always a man thing, guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah ah. I, I, so I, I think Swamp Thing is very, very well done. But anyway, so, so I, would, I can I, certainly see a television, a yeah. streaming uh, show that dealt with a more you know supernatural. But again, DC's kind of trying to claim that territory with Constantine and uh, you know and and Swamp Thing and, and you know that kind of thing. I think that's where they're leaning. But we'll see. I mean, yeah. good lord, who knows? Marvel has more, and now they've just got the X Men. Yeah. Marvel has more than enough stuff to deal with without having to gobble up everything that is available. My uh, my uh, my suspicion is that they've got enough characters that they can afford to play the long game, so that when those other things peter out, 
Marvel has something for them. Yeah. Yeah, but there's right. no but but there's no need to compete right now uh, in a in a crowded market when they can just simply bide their time. So so, yeah. so I, I hope Joseph, I'm with you. I hope we see Werewolf by Night and uh, and uh, the living uh, and and uh, Plug's Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, God, yeah, yeah. That Tales stuff would be so so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, folks, just tune in in about thirty plus years to the Gentleman Nerds. Uh, <laughs> well, we will have our story, uh, our episode, where we talk about uh, Simon Garth in the in the Marvel series Tales of the Zombie. It'll be really great. And uh, yeah, hey guys, the Gentleman Nerds is a Cloak and Dagger production. It's written by Aaron Diarive, Mark Finn, Ben Gibbs, and Joseph Fotinos, with additional material provided by the Skrulls, Talos, and Soren. Thanks, guys. Music composed and performed by the amazingly talented Ben Gibbs. Promotional material, logos, and the Gentleman Nerds mascot created by artistic goddess Michelle Fitzpatrick. The Lobot Lounge bouncer is Maximilian, and our special guest bartender for today was Edith, which is why our drinks have all been virtual reality. Our sound <laughs> editor, mixer, and intentional producer is Ben Gibbs. The plot device was Lucky the Rat. Our executive producer and the man we all pray that never, ever gets superpowers is Aaron Diorive. Oh, well, he might be a celestial, folks. We're not sure. <laughs> the gentleman nerd's attorney is Dr. Gonzo. And Peter Billingsley appears as William Ginter Riva. Yes, the scientist who worked for Obadiah Stane in Iron Man and the kid who wanted the BB gun in the Christmas story. Uh, and Ben Gibbs is the man in the gorilla suit. No, he's not. That's not Ben Gibbs. He's our he's our attorney. Web hosting by Bluehost. Please join us in the Lobot Lounge when next we open. And always remember to tip your bartenders and your waitstaff. Let's have final words, gentlemen. Mark Finn. Uh, uh, I uh, we didn't talk about it, but I hope that in this new reality, we're gonna they're gonna find a place to put the Netflix Marvel shows. I really enjoyed those, uh, and I'd like to see them pick them up in some way, even if they have to reconfigure it in, as Heroes for Hire or something else. I'd like to see something with that going forward. And Aaron. I uh, wanted to just quick uh, uh, reminder or just a, a message to folks out there listening. Um, we had a show about this where people are a toxic uh, a culture and fandom that is getting toxic. I want to encourage everybody when they enjoy a show, when they enjoy something to get onto social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever you happen to like or, or use and praise these creators for their efforts. Uh, often we do not hear from fans when they love something. We only hear from fans when they hate something. And I think in order to help combat that toxic fandom, we have to start saying, hooray, we love this. We love that this director did this, that this writer did this, that this showrunner did this. Get on there and 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 praise these uh, individuals for their hard work, for their vision, uh, for their dedication, and, and we'll start to see more and more wonderful stuff. So be a voice for the positive and be a champion of, of all this great media. Excellent. Well said, sir. And I'm Joseph Butinos reminding, oh, look, Mark Farnash is once again putting on the gorilla suit. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm Joseph Butinos reminding you all that Red Skull lives. I think all of y'all need to get some sleep. I'm so sorry. sorry. Y'all all all need to get some sleep. My my brain was all over the place, and I apologize. You two are a a hot mess. I swear to God. (laughs) It's like it's like talking to my relatives at Thanksgiving.